As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Hello, friends. I'm Rick Warren, and welcome to Spurgeon Sermons. This is the official podcast brought to you by Premier and Spurgeon's College. You know, the teachings of Charles Spurgeon have had a personal impact on my life in a profound way, and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. So get ready to be challenged, equipped, and guided by Charles Spurgeon, who is universally regarded as the greatest English preacher in the history of the church. Filling the Empty Vessels, a sermon by Charles Spurgeon, part two. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter four, verse 19. These empty vessels of yours are some of them, I have no doubt, very large. And they even grow larger. Most of our wants grow upon us. You still pray, give us this day our daily bread. But the one loaf which was a large answer to the prayer when you were single would not go far at your table now. The morsels vanish like snow in the sun. You wanted faith 50 years ago, but you want more now, do you not? For you have more infirmities and perhaps more trials than in your younger days. I know that apart from my loving Lord, I am much more needy now than I ever was before. Whatever a man requires in the things of God, usually the older he grows and the more experience he has, the more he wants it, and the more of it he wants. He needs more love than he had when he was younger, more patience, more resignation, more humility, more charity, more wisdom, more holiness. He desires more faith and a brighter hope. He wants, in prospect of death especially, more courage and more bold, simple, childlike confidence in his Saviour. Why, some of us have wants that could not be supplied If we could turn the stars to gold and coin them and pay them away, these could not touch the hunger of the heart and soul. The world itself would be but a mouthful for our spirit's necessity, a drop in the bucket. I know some saints that have grown to be so deeply in debt to their Lord and to his church and to the world that they are over head and ears in it hopelessly involved in boundless obligation. How can we meet the demands upon us? Our responsibilities are overwhelming. 
all that some of us have made by our lifelong trading is a bigger stock of wants than ever we had before. The vacuum within our spirit expands and enlarges, and we cry out, more knowledge of the scriptures, more of Christ, more of grace, more of God, more of the Holy Spirit, more power to serve God. Our oil vessels would each one hold a sea, and even these are expanding. We want more and more, and the mercy is that the text before us keeps pace with the growth. My God shall supply all your need. This includes the big needs as well as the little ones. It comprehends all that can be, as well as all that is. It warrants us that our growing needs shall all be supplied. Let the vessels expand to their utmost. Yet my God, says Paul, shall fill up all those needs of yours. Certain of our needs, again, are of this extraordinary kind, that if they were filled up tonight, they would be empty tomorrow morning. Some of our necessities are fresh every morning. The crop is a daily one. It springs up every moment. The grace I had five minutes ago will not serve me now. Yesterday I may have possessed great love, great faith, great courage, great humility, great joy. But I need these today also, and none can give them to me but my Lord. You had great patience under your last trial. Yes, but old patience is stale stuff. You must grow more of that sweet herb in your garden, for the trial that is now coming can only be sweetened by the herb content, newly gathered from the garden of your heart and mixed with the bitter water of your afflictions. Our condition, apart from our God, may be compared to those fabled vessels that we read of in mythology that were so full of holes that though the fifty daughters of Danaeus laboured hard to fill them up, they could never accomplish the task. You and I are such leaky vessels that none but God can ever fill us. And when we are filled, none but God can keep us full. Yet so the promise stands, my God shall supply all your need. All the vessels shall be filled and shall be kept full. We have certain needs, dear friends, that are very pressing and perhaps most clamorous at this moment. Some wants are urgent. They must be supplied and supplied speedily or we shall perish with hunger or die of sickness or wither up in despair. Here let me add a caution. I dare not tell you that God will supply all the needs of everybody, for this promise is to the children of God, and in its most emphatic sense, it is only to a certain class even among them. Those persons who profess to be Christians, and when they were well-to-do never helped anybody else, I think the Lord will let them pinch a bit and know what a condition of poverty is like that they may become more sympathetic with the poor. I have known good stewards, and the Lord has sent them more, for they have dealt well with what they had. 
They have given away their substance by shovelfuls, and the Lord has sent it back by cartloads and entrusted them with more. Others who have been bad stewards and have not served their master well have lost what they had and have come to poverty. Let us hope that their substance has gone to somebody that will use it better. But meanwhile, they have to pinch, and deservedly so. But remember, the Apostle is speaking to people of a very different character from that. He is speaking to the Philippians, and I think that there is point in that pronoun. My God shall supply all your need. You have been generous in helping the Lord's servant, and the Lord will repay you. Up to the measure of your ability, you have served his church and helped to carry on his work in the world, and therefore God will supply all your need. This is not spoken to the hoarding Judas, but to the generous who had voluntarily yielded of their substance when a fit opportunity was given them. Will any of you bring your need to God and test him by like conduct? Remember that old promise of his, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. There is that scatters and yet increases. Give and it shall be given unto you. Oh yes, our gracious God will fill all the vessels at once if time presses. If your needs urgently require to be filled, bring them to him. I began by saying that few of us had any great call to borrow other people's empty pots. And yet there are some of us whose main anxiety is about the vessels that we have borrowed. We want more oil than others for this very reason, that we care for others. Certain of us have been called to a life which intertwines itself with many lives. We have been led by grace and providence to take upon ourselves the wants of thousands. Every genuine, warm-hearted Christian does this more or less. We try to make other people's needs our own needs by working for the poor, the ignorant, the sick, the helpless. You that care for our orphan children may well join with me in prayer that the Lord will fill up all those empty vessels which we have borrowed of poor widows. Think of my hundreds of borrowed vessels in the orphanage and of the number in the college. Blessed be the Lord my God, he will fill up all these. Those whom we try to help in different ways, especially those we try to lead to the Saviour, are like the woman's borrowed vessels, and they are not a few. You have made their spiritual needs your own. You have come before God to pray for them as for your own soul, and you shall be heard. You have talked to your neighbours and laid yourself out for their good, as if your own eternal destiny were in their stead. Rest fully assured that the Lord that filled the borrowed pots in Elisha's day will also supply your borrowed needs.
My God will fill up all your needs. It's a blessed word. Bring out your vessels and see for yourselves. I should like to see every Christian here setting out all their vessels in rows at once, whatever they may be. Do not put your cares away in the back room and say, I shall draw them out tomorrow and begin worrying over them. Instead of that, while the oil is flowing, bring them here before the Lord, that the oil may have free course and find suitable storage. Would you limit the miracle? Have you one forgotten want? Make haste with it. Still the oil is multiplying. Come one, come all. Arrange your vessels, and the Lord will fill up your needs by his grace and fill your mouths with a song. Thank you for listening, friends. This podcast was brought to you by Premier in association with Spurgeon's College. For more Christian podcasts, sermons, and music, head back to the website premier.plus and sign in for free. Welcome to Cape and Ray Hall, nestled in the beautiful landscapes between England's national parks. As a Bible school, we offer short-term courses aimed at fostering your spiritual growth and living in a community. Our historic manor house has something for everyone. You can enjoy indoor and outdoor adventures, connect with students from around the world, and learn how to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Search Cape and Ray England for more information.